Welcome back to a brand new redo review episode of Words from Blurs. Blurs. I am JT, and on the other end of the microphone, as always, is my co-host, good friend, Adu Manti. How are you, sir? What up? What up? What up? Yo, I'm uh, I'm pretty good. You know, hey, uh, it's a, it's kind of a special occasion right now because it is the fourth anniversary, or sometimes as I like to say, blur anniversary of Words from Blurs. Beautiful. We've been doing this for four years now. Four years. That's right, my boy. That's right, my boy. We've been do- we started this in college. This was something for extra credit points for tech hours. And here we are, four years later. We're out of I mean, we're out of the institution we were in, but we still delivering that good black opinion that you love to hear so much. Indeed, indeed. And because it's a special occasion, we decided to do something kind of, kind of different than what we usually kind of throwbacky. Yeah, you know. And honestly, I was thinking, you know, reboots, requels, you know. All, all these soft reboots—they're yeah. they're all the rage in Hollywood right now, right? So I was like, oh, you no, know they've what? They've been into all the rage for years. Let, let's join the trend. Let, let's get on the bandwagon. You know, let's do a little soft reboot, requel, whatever you want to call it, of our own. You know, there's Holly, there's Halloween, right? Uh, there's Texas Chainsaw Massacre that just came out. You know? Nope. So nope. What? You, you ain't seen it yet? Just just the answer to that. <laughs> nope. Texas Chainsaw Massacre on, on Netflix. Just, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> so yeah, you know, hey, why don't we do it with a a little uh re-review of our first ever review, which was 2018's Marvel Studios Black Panther. I'm gonna call it and I'm gonna coin this. This is a redo review, folks. Okay. Ah, like redo, a dude says that's, that's catchy right there. You're goddamn right it is, just like air is, but we won't get into that. Um Yes, folks, like Adu was saying, we are re-reviewing Marvel's Black Classic, 2018's Black Panther. You know, uh, and we're reviewing it, well, re-reviewing it, because um, I think our original review uh, was us at our rawest form. I think that was actually our, our first review ever, our first recording ever, because we started in February of, what, 2018, Black Panther came out February 2018, so I think it's time just to to get it right this time, to really let the people know how we've honed in our skills as podcasters in the last four years. Yeah, I like to think we've become a lot more polished, you know, a lot more comfortable on the mic. So I, I want to, I definitely want to revisit this film because it's like, what, it's uh, four years later, right? Four years later. Yeah. So, you know, King hey, is gone. Uh, we want, is, does the movie still hold up? Does it still live up to the hype? Was Hell it worth the yeah, hype? the movie still holds up. Does the final CGI battle hold up? Definitely still questionable. Oof, well, but oof, the movie already. as a whole, yes. Yes, it does. I agree. I agree. I, I definitely let, agree. let us first talk about why this movie is so important. Why is and first of all, let's talk about why it's important that it came out in February and what that meant for the culture as a whole. Black Panther 
as Marvel Studios' first black-led superhero movie, and like one of the, it was like the biggest black-led superhero movie for the first time in a while. I mean, what there was a Blade, uh, Catwoman, Hancock. <laughs> Hancock, yes. But this wasn't just black-led. This was damn near ninety-eight percent black cast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was a huge thing. It was a, it's, it was really cool to see that many black folks on screen and in like a superhero movie. Because you know, I like superhero movies, so seeing you know people who look like me on screen, especially a movie that takes place, yes, a fictional you know area, Wakanda. You know, it's not a real place, but it still takes place within Africa. I thought it was pretty cool to see from a from a big budget Hollywood movie, you know. Yeah, how you you hardly ever ever see Afrofuturism in any movie in any medium, should I say? And for Marvel's first swing at it, for any studio's major first swing at it to be like a one what was it one point three billion dollar film? That's a lot of money. That is huge. Huge. I think is the highest grossing Black-led movie, period. Period. There hasn't been a single movie led by a Black person that has grossed quite as much as Black Panther. Even to this day, we, we don't really have that many Black superheroes, and for that to be our first intro into what the future looks like, and I'm not talking about future as in Wakanda, but future of superhero movies, absolutely beautiful. The, the 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 representation like a do his thing to see somebody like him on the screen cute amazing again i'm a light-skinned man right a do is a dark-skinned man and light-skinned men are all are often favored in the media that we review so for a, a predominantly dark-skinned cast to 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 show their talents to the world is amazing it is monumental it's huge and that's why we thought it would be great to come back to review this movie properly this time. Yeah, so first, you know, let's just start with the cast. I mean, the cast is stacked. You have the late, great Chadwick Boseman. You got Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, Denai Guerrero. Denai Guerrero. Martin Freeman. I mean, Andy Circus. Andy Circus. I mean, like, this is, it's... The cast is crazy. Like this is just, oh just, shit, we real. cannot I mean, disrespect Angela Bassett. We, I am so oh sorry. my god, Angela Bassett, Angela. Winston Duke. I mean, every single person in this cast is really good at their craft, and they they're the character. Like you believe the character when you see them on screen, and they really the cast. I feel like the cast had really great chemistry together on screen. I could not agree more, Adu. Um, although um, we do have. Uh, a, a slightly problematic cast member. Uh, well, uh, I, I was gonna avoid that. Uh, but hey, if you want to get into job. it, I mean, no, no, we're not gonna die. I'm just saying, slightly problematic. But you know, she is the lead of the second Black Panther, so we're gonna leave it alone. Is she? She is the lead. Yes. Uh, okay. I guess they uh, came to terms on that. Uh, but, you know, re-watching it, um, I really want to point out a performance that's kind of... it's. I, I feel like it's a little underrated, but only because the character isn't on screen for very long, is uh, Sterling, K, Sterling K. Brown's Njobu. I feel like he really did a good job playing a character 
who was so conflicted because on one hand he's he is technically an outsider he was from wakanda but he saw all the you know hardships that was going on in a what was it mid 90s compton was it compton i I believe it was was compton Compton. it was mid 90s right yeah yeah mid 90s compton and you know police brutality and you know and it is especially at that time i mean i mean you know not that it's much better today unfortunately but you know it was really really bad back then too so he saw all the hardships going on that you know I'm seeing leaders get assassinated and things like that. And of course, you know, it radicalized him. And he was like, you know, we, we Wakanda should be doing something to help out our, these people. They, they're, they're our people. They look like us. They're from where we're from. We should be helping them out. So I thought, you know, the way he portrayed that character, his performance is, as that character was really well done. Absolutely. Um, Sterling K. Brown's, I mean, he is a terrific actor on This Is Us, and I, I think, I still ain't like seen you that said, yet. he just he did a job. You haven't it, seen This Is Us? What the? Is it? Is it? Okay. I mean, dog, right. it just. I, mean, I don't I know, it. man. Every time I see a commercial for that show, it just seems it, like a parody of itself. I tell, I shit you not, it is not. It is a, it is an a, a, an emotionally charged driven show with some nice sprinkles of comedy throughout. And it is not like drama, like, oh, I, oh, he's on drugs or like, it's like real world drama in, in between a mixed a mixed family. It's it's beautiful. Is they it, all is have it, their own flaws, but it- Is it really good? Like it's actually well, legitimately good? It's legitimately good. It hasn't gone on for damn near what, nine seasons, I think. And getting a, its own spinoff movie to it's close out the series, if it wasn't that good. It's getting a movie. All right, you say something. I mean, you know, shows going on for a long time don't always necessarily mean it's good. It just means a lot of people watch it. Oh, oh yeah, no, but this is one of those shows. But anyway, I I, I forget though. Was he smuggling Wakandan tech? What was Ninjobu doing? Uh, did he did he get caught doing anything? The the thing, well, what happened was he was uh, what it happened was right. Uh, he was working with Claw, I guess, to smuggle vibranium out of Wakanda. So that was uh, really what he got in trouble with, or what he got in trouble for was you know work, you know, I mean, both those things, working with Claw, number one and number two, smuggling vibranium out of Wakanda. And I mean, he was gonna do it to like help. Uh, you know, African Americans, but obviously Claw had his own uh, intentions. So, oh, okay. Because I thought, you know, maybe he like, because again, having vibranium is is fine, right? Yeah. But like, if he, what was he going to do to refine it? Because if he's planning on selling it to black people in America, at that point, it's just they have rocks that have kinetic powers i mean no 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 he was smuggling like vibranium weapons not vibranium in its raw form okay so that would beg the question did he smuggle any in and wouldn't it have some hmm. uh, uh adverse effect on the mcu prior if they had wakandan technology just on the streets of compton well i would imagine wakanda would notice some shit missing like almost instantly so I feel like, and you remember Claw, I mean, they caught Claw. They didn't like catch him. And, they caught him like taking shit. 
And you remember Claw, like the, he caused an explosion and it killed uh, Wakabi's parents. I, you know, that was part of the movie and whatever explosion right. it caused. Uh, and, you know, I, I mean, maybe he just never got the chance to give the weapons to uh, Njobu. I mean, remember Claw's okay. arm cannon was made out of vibranium, right? Uh, yes, I think. Yeah, it was. So, you know, he, he obviously yeah. had some, you know, stashed away somewhere. Wow. Speaking okay. of which, uh, anyway, like you said, Andy Circus's claw, I still say they never should have killed him off. I thought he was a very entertaining villain. He was one of the most charismatic villains, man. Like, and he was South African too. Those people are actually villains in real life. <laughs> oh, gee. Oof. Yeah, and this become a political podcast. Oh, God. Was that controversial? <laughs> oh, oh no, well, so I mean, I, some I, people I, maybe. I don't think it's that controversial. Not all South America South Africans, but yeah, yeah. Some just of the to South be clear, Africans are definitely some of the white South Africans are definitely very racist. And that was my terrible attempt at a thousand, so I won't be oh. doing that. And, um, That's what that was. Don't, 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 just don't eat, just, just don't, just don't, okay. Um, but yes, he was a, a great charismatic villain and definitely a waste. Like, I want that motherfucker to be, to turn into his giant form, you know, where he turns into the giant sound wave monster. Mm-hmm. I want that claw. Give me that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger is a great villain too. But Claw, I don't know, man. I, I again watching again. There's just something about Claw. He's just you want to you want to see him on screen. You know what I mean? Like you you just want to watch him. Like he's, I don't know, he's got a a charm to him. You know, you don't like the guy, but you like watching him. Now, the gist of this movie, everyone, because we're not about to go scene by scene. But the gist of this movie, and you can feel free to pick up what you want to do, is that um, we're basically at the end of Civil War, where T'Challa must come home after the death of his father, after after avenging him through capturing, um, oh God, his name? Bucky. In Civil War, who was uh, Baron Von Strzok? No, no. He was, he was, the, he wears a purple mask and Captain and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, um, uh, Baron Zemo. There you go. Yes. After capturing and turning in Baron Zemo, T'Challa returns home. There are trials and tribulations. Um, of, of course, there are always challenges to the throne when someone else becomes king. And so it's basically... Um, a transfer for a movie about a transfer from being a prince to a king and all that comes with that and the complications with wanting to be a hero but also wanting to be diplomatic and respect your culture and the customs your culture is used to it is it is a beautiful tale of of trying to balance african history and modern african views Oh yeah, and not only that, but I think there's also some really good commentary on like the responsibility of you as a black person to your people, right? Because Killmonger, right? right? 
he's seen as the villain. Well, I'll, no, no, he he is. He's he's the villain. It is what it he's is. the villain, but his motives are understandable. Yeah, exactly. Like his whole point is Wakanda is secretly one of the most powerful nations on the planet, and they ain't done shit for black folks. Which you know, understandably, you know why is. he has a he has an issue with that, you know. But and you know, and you see T'Challa's side a little bit, where T'Challa's like. I do understand that, but at the same time, to, uh, Wakanda has no right to tell the world or other people how their nation should work. I mean, I'm I'm only king of Wakanda. I'm I'm not king of everywhere. You know, it's not right for me to just go in and just take over and things like that. You know, okay, yeah, I kind of see your point too. So it, it's definitely two ideologies kind of going at each other, and you know, you watch the movie play out, and you know, you you know what happens. But I do think that the whole that Killmonger's whole point about you have the means to help your people, so you should help your people. I think that's a really interesting thing to explore. Yeah, and I attribute it to and think of it like this: Wakanda is basically Spider-Man, and instead of choosing with great power comes great responsibility, they choose to do the opposite. And just to keep their very power with no responsibilities to anybody themselves. You know, that's a really good point. I never even thought about it like that before. They, it really, you and really could apply the whole uh, with great power comes great responsibility thing to Wakanda. It really just popped into my head. Um, but yeah, like they, they have the ability to help entire nations, you know, and of course they can have their own like uh, contingency plans much like Batman has contingency plans for everything, but they can have their own contingency plans for whatever they chose to do with Vibranium in terms of helping other nations out. Um, but they just chose not to. They chose to, to stay amongst themselves. But yeah, man. So I just thought that whole, I guess for lack of a better word, debate, you know, between those two ideologies in the movie was really interesting to see. As and I felt that Michael B. Jordan's performance really backed up the uh the intensity and anger needed for that character. Oh, absolutely. He definitely was some was a black man who was ravaged and trained by the military, and he has a whole past of the military. And there's kind of a commentary on that as well, where he black people often fight for a country that won't fight for them and it it can be a slap in the face like there are so many black soldiers in america today who are treated like second class citizens when if you saw a regular white soldier walking around the street you'll stand attention and say thank you for your service yeah yeah for sure for sure man of course, you know, we haven't even we haven't talked about him yet, and it's gonna be hard to, you know, considering what happened, but Chavez Bozeman as T'Challa. Man, what a guy, what a performance. Um Chadwick Bozeman was Chadwick Bozeman was a hell of an actor. To go from James Brown 42 Thurgood Marshall T'Challa King. T'Challa, Black Panther, man, he, he was very selective with his roles, as you see. He only wanted to establish history in, the, in, in, in film, whether it's past, 
or current, you know, what you can say what you will, but him portraying T'Challa and the messages that movie brought and the representation that movie brought, that is history. That's modern history. And his performance was layered. It was emotional. He, you, could, you could feel like the loss of losing his father in the beginning, the anger he, he had when he was kind of fighting off those, um, I guess they were terrorists, those Sudanese terrorists, I believe. And like Chadwick Boseman is, he was, he embodied this character so well. I mean, he, he brought a level of elegance and a little bit of arrogance that I think a character like the prince of a super rich nation of Wakanda should have. I absolutely agree 100%, you know, and the world is definitely, I feel, worse off for having a man who, who was so talented and who clearly left such an impression on people, on everyone he met, on his family, his friends, his cast members, obviously, not even just in that movie, but throughout, the, his death was felt throughout, the, you know, the whole MCU, it was felt throughout, throughout the, world. the world. You know, I remember just looking down at my phone and the notification pop up and I'm like, what? Like, it don't, like, it didn't even feel real. I'm like, nah, this, hold on, what? Because it was just such a shock, you know? It was, like, you know, no, this is some bullshit. There's no way. There's yeah. No way. You know? But yeah, was, so yeah, we so... if we um we definitely we recorded a tribute to Chadwick Boseman, and it's it's, uh, it's still up. So if you haven't listened to that, definitely check that out um as well. Where you know we go more into you know how we feel about him as an actor and his performances and how he was as a person. Um, so I, I have I have something to ask you, and I don't think I've ever okay. asked you this before, uh, because this is this is a little bit of a debate uh between fans. Do you? Th- do you think his performance as T'Challa was better in Civil War or his own movie? Oh, I feel or do like you think was it was more, the same? Um, uh, it is definitely, it definitely is different. It's definitely different. Um, there, it's some of the same, but I think the performance is different in Civil War, where it's more ferocious i would say like there's more intensity and ferocity because in that movie civil war um he's going through the emotions of losing his father he's going through those stages of grief so i think when we see him he's primarily going through the stages of anger and denial and so we get that we get that through his performance in that movie in civil war whereas in his own movie He's, he's come to peace with it. He's come to terms with it. And he's just trying to move forward and accept the duties of a, of a prince succeeding a king. And you have to think about it. If you're returning home after your father has died, you're the oldest child. You're the one who's supposed to be in line to kind of run the family, right? You kind of have to have that level of calmness that level of stoicness uh, about you because everyone's depending on you. They're, like you're the one that that nation of Wakanda and his family and the royal family, they're leaning on, they're watching him. And he, he definitely gave that performance. And I think it, it's beautiful that, that you asked me this, this question because I, I never thought about it, but 
it's definitely uh, a different duality because he's going through two. He's going through different stages of grief in both movies. Mm. Um, I think personally, I sort of prefer Civil War only because uh, it was it was a more pronounced character arc. You know where he you know he starts out obviously angry and furious that um his father was murdered, and then he ends at a place where he can forgive the person who did it. And right. he had a character arc in Black Panther as well. It's just that it was more pronounced in Civil War, where his character arc in Black Panther was kind of like, it was, it was like, the one in Civil War was like a steep hill. The one in Black Panther right. was like a, like a, like a curve, a slight curve. Cause he's mostly the same person at the end of the movie, but with some, some, after, you know, gaining new information is, you know, changing the way, he wants to rule or the way Wakanda has been ruled in the past and opening Wakanda up to the outside world. Right. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. I, um, I would, and again, I would agree with you. Like I, I didn't specify. I think I just kind of explained the difference between the oh, two, yeah. but I definitely, I definitely would choose the civil war performance. Like you said, he was, he was going through the anger of losing his father and so it was definitely more pronounced. Um, and I think it, it, it showed us more of the badass that he that he was. Oh, them fight scenes in Civil War was crazy, boy. <laughs> Man, what when he jumped on that he was car beating like running Bucky's, after Bucky? But he was beating Bucky's ass. He was whooping his ass up and down that movie. He was doing parkour and shit uh, on them buildings. And again, it's, it, it's a great movie. But I mean, it's 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 a great performance. It's just it's just top tier. I mean, low key. I kind of I think I kind of prefer the Civil War costume only because I don't like how Marvel has started doing this thing where like characters can just kind of like their costume. Like instead of putting their costume, you've you've mentioned this before. You miss like the 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 gear up scenes, right? They just kind of their costume just kind of appears on them now instead of them having to like put it on. You know, I felt like right. the costume and. Yeah, the costume in Civil War felt more like, uh, like it was actually there. Like they were, like they, yeah, like it was worn. Yeah. Like, like the Black Panther suit in Black Panther felt like it was just CGI the whole time. I don't think it was, but yeah, uh, I mean, it, yeah, it definitely, no, it definitely like, was yeah. moments. Yeah, like yeah. when he confronted Claw, that was definitely him in an actual suit. Oh yeah. Uh, the soundtrack, not even just like the actual soundtrack in the movie, but Black Panther, the album. One of the oh, best. What a banger. Oof. Kendrick what Lamar. What a motherfucking banger. Producing that joint is every single. I think I like every single track on there. Yeah, actually. it's hard not to. He, I mean, shit, who knew Kendrick was such a great producer? He hooked it up. We got SZA, we got The Weeknd, we got, shit, shit, we got Kendrick, we got, um, who the hell else is on that album? Future, so artists. SOB, and RBE, Sway Lee, Vince Staples, SZA, Georgia Smith, Zakari. I mean, yeah, it's just a stacked album. J-Rock, it's a stacked album, man, and it was really, really well done. I still can't believe Disney put out an album. And they let them say nigga on it. That's just crazy to me. <laughs> it's just and schoolboy Q. 
Oh yeah, Scoop Book on there too. Anderson Park. I mean, damn. Two chains. Yes. It's it's a lot of people on this album, and the music, and not even just that, the music used in the film, like the actual like composed, you know, the the score, the score of the movie is really well done. Like every time I hear that score, it just makes me think of Black Panther. The Ludwig Göransson score. I actually have it saved in my Apple Music. The one that plays when they first. No, no, I don't know the lyrics, but yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it it the music sets the tone. It sets the tone for African royalty. It also sets the tone for you know. And I say this all the time, and I will continue to say it. Hip hop is used in movie trailers, but hardly is it ever used in movies. Hmm. Think about it. And, and even when I say trailers, that's that's super rare. Like it has to be like an Eminem song or something. Or Kanye. You know, song. or no, or, or Kendrick. Is you it's usually either Eminem or Kanye. Yes, usually either those two. But sometimes lately it's also been a little bit of Kendrick. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. besides that, you don't hardly ever see rap music in the film genre unless the mo- the movie is about rap itself. And so this to me this movie set a precedent that said rap can be used in entire soundtracks rap can be used as a score in certain instances and rap can also be used in more trailers and not even not even just for movies period but for like big budget hollywood block, block blockbuster franchise tentpole movies like Marvel was what almost I don't know how they were like what over twelve movies in by the time that Black Panther came out and what did they do? They fucking said okay, we're just gonna go ahead and create a whole rap album. And what did that rap album do? That rap album had at least three or four songs that went to number one. There was played over and over on the radio. How many songs in uh in soundtracks for movies really get played on the radio like that? Not many. And they was running all the stars. I mean, I was playing all the stars over and over again. It's a really good song. All the stars, the king's dead. Pray for me. La di da di da. Slop amina. Okay, not maybe, even like paramedic. Maybe maybe they could have left King's Dead off of there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what future was thinking with that bar, but you know, hey. La di da di da. I don't know why I said that, man. But yeah, man, I love the music, man. It's it's it was really well done. Yeah, the music is its own character in the movie. It really is. It really is. Hell, Wakanda is its own character in the movie. The set design oh. is beautiful. The costuming is beautiful. Jesus, I just everything. I just look. I, I feel like I'm gushing. I just really like this movie, man. Like the costume design by Ruth Ruth Carter won fucking Oscars. I think that was Marvel's first Oscar win. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Black Panther really was like technically the first award-winning Marvel movie, wasn't it? It was. It yeah. definitely was. And deservedly so. Did it win the Oscar for for anything other than the uh costume design? No, but hell, that's still an accomplishment in and of itself. It really is. It really is uh, an amazing accomplishment at that. Um, so yeah, you know, clearly we both still love the movie. 
uh we both highly recommend the movie i mean for me i think it was what like a probably at the time probably said five out of five i probably well mm, there is a there are a few things that make me kind of go a little down because i feel like we mentioned a li- we talked a little bit about it earlier but we didn't go into it the uh the the uh the cgi CD, shit show yeah in the well i wouldn't call it a shit show necessarily but it wasn't particularly great the, the cg in the third act isn't super you know polished but you know i, I have seen worse also i don't love that trope where of and it's been happening a lot happening a lot uh where the superhero fights basically a bad guy with the same power set as them they did it in Ant-Man. they do it in the venom movies Iron Man. They did an Iron fucking... Man. You know, it, it, it doesn't make for a super interesting, you know, final battle. You know what I mean? When the villain's got the exact same power set as the hero. Yeah, no, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, other than those um, things, I, I, I'd probably give it a very solid four and a half out of five for me. I would agree. I would also give it a four and a half out of five. Yeah, the CGI fight. I think I think my first viewing uh, of Black Panther, I didn't really care too much about it. I think we debated that when we first reviewed it. But um, now thinking, like watching it and being subjective, it was definitely a lot of crazy CGI. And it definitely took me out of it for a little bit, not a whole lot. Um, the movie as a whole, great film, great writing, great performances. Um, great directing. Great. Ryan Coogler knocked it out of the fucking park. And I, I can't wait to see what he's doing with Black Panther 2, given the circumstances. Yeah, You, you know what? Uh, um, oh, sorry. I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. That was that was almost um, So I, I, I like I said, I watched it again uh, for this episode and i always forget because i watched uh, i i own the movie so i got it like the physical version and the digital version i watched the digital version and i forgot that they um they changed the marvel studios intro uh for black panther for the digital version and it's like the chadwick boseman version and man that shit man that's i'm not gonna lie that shit got to me i always every time i rewatch black panther i forgot if i use the digital version it's the version with the Chadwick Boseman intro, man. And that that shit, man, it just, it, it got to me first off. And second, um, I'm curious, because I have my own opinions on this. Um, and I don't know, maybe you know, I, I'm, I'm not exactly up to date on what Disney is going to do about this. But do you think, or do you agree that, no, no, wait, what? <laughs> do you think that Disney should recast Black Panther or do you think they should retire the character? Well, I absolutely think that they should recast. I thought that since day one. And I still think it. And I think that because Chadwick Boseman said in multiple interviews that kids would constantly come up to him warming his heart, right? come up to him, do the Wakandan salute, be dressed up as Black Panther. Like, do you know how important the character of T'Challa is for Black boys? 
black boys do not have many um they don't have many role models in film like if they do it's a boxer it's somebody who's in a sport or 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 a drug dealer then that's not that's not a fucking role model and so i think the character of t'challa himself is vastly too important to overlook his significance by saying hey this character started and stops with chadwick boseman chadwick boseman i will i'm going to compare it to running track even though i know very little I know that when you're running track with a team, eventually somebody else takes the baton. Chadwick started the marathon. He did a hell of a job. Unfortunately, he passed away, but he knew, I know he knew the importance of, of this character. So I know, well, I don't say I know 100%, but I feel as though the character is a character that is a baton to be passed because he's so important to the culture, to kids, to for representation. I mean, we literally what uh, Black Panther was made in like the sixties, I believe. We have over fifty fucking years of stories for T'Challa, and we're going to let it end with one solo movie and two, two or three Avengers movies. Get out of here. I, I, I just think the character is too important to just shelve it or to completely retire it. Uh, me, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, I, I feel like you don't always, me personally, I feel like you don't always need to like answer a question. And I honestly, I don't know. I feel like whatever Disney does, I'll just, I mean, I just I'd go with it, I guess, because I, I understand the arguments for either side. I understand why you wouldn't want to just retire the character, you know, because, I mean, like you said, there's so many stories. There's so many ways to take that character. And Black Panthers, you know, even if you want to go with the cold business reason, Black Panther is one of the most financially viable franchises for Marvel and Disney. But on the other hand, I also see why you might not want to recast a character. I don't necessarily see a recast as disrespectful, but at the same time, it, it might be hard for people to accept a new person as T'Challa. So I see two sides of it, and I'm just glad I'm not the person who has to make that decision because I don't know if I could. I really, I really don't know. I really don't know. I'm just going to go with whatever happens. Hopefully it turns out well. Cause I, I just don't know. Man. I know what happens. I know what happens, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm eh about it to be honest. Uh, but I mean, again, I, I obviously don't give me no spoilers. People, I'm not. I'm just gonna say I, I see how people could could feel a way about him being recast, but I think it is it it's. It tarnishes his legacy as a as a person, as an actor, Ch Chadwick's, to say, "I'm gonna, we're gonna stop this character because he he his contributions should stop and end with Chadwick." You think it think tarnishes of it, like, it though? I think I think of it, it like this: if Chadwick Boseman, right, if he started a nonprofit mm -hmm. that like 
that saved under youth or at risk youth um, all over cities in the, in the United States. If he died, sh- should his nonprofits stop working on his behalf? Well, I mean, there's there's a little bit of a difference between like a nonprofit and a superhero movie. I mean, this this those are two kind of different things. For one thing, but the impact, Black Panther the impact isn't, is huge, regardless. It is the impact is huge, but on, like on one hand, uh, Black Panther isn't his movie. The not the this uh this nonprofit this hypothetical nonprofit would be his yeah but he would have other people like he's working with that could continue it like you know nonprofits people exactly. start nonprofits there all are... the time and die and they still go on because they have you know a hierarchy they have the, people you know working you're proving with. my point the <laughs> the nonprofit goes on know the comparison is all the way like one to one though it's like not, it's not one to one but. It is something that Chadwick had a hand in in building up, right? Yeah. And if it, if it's something that had an impact, a positive impact, not only for the culture of the world, but but a generation of children, then I think it is someone's duty, although it is hard and it will be a hard pill to swallow for some, to say this needs to continue on. Yeah, yeah. Either way, and think I, of it like this. Yeah, there's you know how many fucking James Bonds there have been. A white white fucking British people only have one fucking superhero. His name is James Bond. He's been cast like thirty fucking times, and they have they have been happy with just about most of the the recasts. But how many of those recasts have been due to death? Due to death. Not any. Yeah. So again, there's kind of a yeah, there's kind of a difference. People would be a lot, you know, you know what I mean? Like okay, but okay, yeah. I have one more thing to say, and then I'll let it go. Yeah. Chadwick Bozeman was, even though he, he was sick and everything, his representatives said on record that he was planning to like bulk back up to be Black Panther. To me, that says that Chadwick Boseman didn't give a damn about his illness. He knew that it was important to deliver the character, regardless of how how sick he was. So I just think that if he wanted to continue to add to that character, to change himself and better himself for that character, he obviously saw the importance of that character moving forward. Yeah, that's I, all yeah, the same. He, he probably did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I like I said, I I just don't know. Like I said, what whatever they do, I just I just hope uh Black Panther 2, what's it called? Black Panther Wakanda Forever, right? Yeah. Uh I I just <laughs> I just hope it's good, man. I really ultimately I just hope it's good. I really do. I don't know what they're gonna do or how they're gonna is Sherry going to be Black Panther? Is T'Challa? Beca- yep. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, sorry. But I just, whatever they do, I just hope it's good. You know, I hope it lives up to the original. 
Um, hey, maybe it even surpasses the original somehow. Who knows? Apparently, they're even doing another soundtrack. Of, you know, there's rumors going on. But uh, yeah. yeah, they got fucking Doja Cat in there. I fucking love Doja Cat. Anyway. Oh, I bet you do. I don't know what that's supposed to be. And I do, too. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I love Doja Cat. (laughs) Shout out, shout out to one listener who's probably laughing her ass off right now. Yeah. Wait, what? It's fine. You you don't know them. It's it's pretty good. Oh, okay. (laughs) Just go ahead. (laughs) All right, people. That was the redo review of 2018's Black Panther. Let us know what you think in whatever comment section you happen to find below this video or audio podcast. Um, you can find us anywhere on what ado? Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, etc., etc. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, really. Uh, Twitter, IG, all that good stuff. You can find us on Twitch at Streams from Blurds, spelled how it sounds. S-T-R-E-A-M-S from Blurds. All right, that was the episode. Make sure you subscribe, like all these episodes, and we'll bring you more content. Yeah, you know, let us know if this whole redo review thing, if you liked it, maybe it would be more of you. you know, you never know. Hey, it's an idea. Uh, so, that's the end of the show, and we are out. Peace. Sack Lives Matter. We will work to be an example of how we as brothers and sisters on this earth should treat each other. Now more than ever, the illusions of division threaten our very existence. We all know the truth. More connects us than separates us. But in times of crisis, the wise build bridges, while the foolish build barriers. We must find a way to look after one another as if we were one single tribe.